This message comes from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Ancient faith for today's world. January 16th, 2022. Isaiah 62, 1 to 5. Have you ever seen someone who is excited to get married? You've probably noticed how people like to spread the news and they send out the marriage announcements. They make it known to everybody that they're engaged and they want everyone to know when they've been married. You'll see the post on social media. It's a pretty big deal. And why wouldn't someone want to celebrate it? It's a time filled with joy and celebration, new life, new beginnings. Well, today we see the word of our God as he is excited to share the message with us of his betrothal and of the great delight that he takes in his people, in, in you, who trust in him. Today we'll continue our series looking at God's gracious plans revealed. And for our second part of our series, we see how he takes delight and gives unearned delight in us. Can you imagine that's God's plan? But God made it clear to us. We turn to Isaiah chapter 62, and there we see God giving his excitement to us. For the sake of Zion, I will not be silent. For the sake of Jerusalem, I will not be quiet. God's making it clear that he can't hold back. He wants his people to know. He wants you to know. You are Jerusalem, the church, those who trust in him, the heavenly kingdom of our God. He wants you to know this message. He says, I, I will not be silent. I, I have to tell people about this good news. He says, I will not be quiet until her righteousness goes forth and shines brightly and her salvation burns like a torch. God's going to continue to make this message known until that time comes when he betrothes himself to his church and she shines in brightness. Today we see that plan revealed as he speaks to us in the rest of Isaiah 62. God's going to carry this out. His plan is that his church, Jerusalem, will shine brightly and it will burn and the world will see it. Verse 2, Nations will see your righteousness and all kings will see your glory. You will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will assign to you. Then you will be a beautiful crown in the Lord's hand, a royal diadem in the palm of your God. We don't see that today. When you look at God's people, you don't see them standing out. And that was the case true for originally for Jerusalem when Isaiah first wrote this. The people that heard the message saw a kingdom that was ruined. Assyria had totally destroyed the northern kingdom and it wouldn't be too long before they'd see devastation all around them surrounding Jerusalem. And yes, just as Isaiah prophesied, Jerusalem itself would be in crumbles and in ruin. People look at it and say, why would you want that to be your city? And it was because of their sin. The ruin and abandonment of Jerusalem was something that the world would look at and despise and say, where is your God? But God had made a promise. A promise to the people of Jerusalem. A promise to those who trusted in him that he would build them up. And that promise was kept. God said he would do it. He said he would not be silent until this would shine out and the whole world would see it. And then everything would change for Jerusalem. He says, 
You'll be a beautiful crown in my hand, a diadem in my palm. And never again will you be called abandoned. Can you imagine the derision if someone would walk past Jerusalem and say, you're just an abandoned city. Your land would never again be called desolation. How's that for a nickname for a city or a place? For you, he says, will be called, my delight is in her. And your land will be called married. Jerusalem was like a, an abandoned, widowed, or perhaps deserted, rejected bride. In its sin, it had lost its way. God had allowed the nations to ruin it. But God would restore it. That's what God does. God's gracious plans revealed are that he brings deliverance. And he did this for his kingdom, for his church. Just as God brought Jerusalem out of its pits and allowed the people to return and to rebuild, he ultimately fulfilled this in Christ. Jesus says, These are the scriptures that testify about me. When you read the prophecies of Isaiah, I want you to see Christ and see also the promises fulfilled for you who trust in him. Do you see yourself as a delight in God's hand? No, we didn't deserve it. Because of our sin, we could say, there's times we feel ashamed. There's times we feel embarrassed or we've ruined things. We wonder, would God ever come and accept us or love us? God's promise to Jerusalem stands for you, part of his church. You will be called, my delight is in her. You will be called married. God sent his son. He came to a land that by all outward appearances, was really left in ruin. The, the Roman soldiers had conquered it. And yes, they had some independence. But they were a people that the Romans despised and looked down on. And they were not in charge of their own kingdom. It wasn't glorious. Kings didn't look up to them. Kings looked down on them. But God had a promise. Not just that that city of Jerusalem would temporarily be built and lifted up, but that man, Christ, who walked this earth, came to be the groom who would prepare for his bride a kingdom. And so that you and I would not be abandoned or desolate, but rather precious in God's sight. He gave the greatest price for us, the blood of his son. And Jesus, the groom, came and said to his church, the bride, You are holy. You are cleansed. And he said to his bride, I have a place for you. You will come and you will live with me and you will be with me forever because I've taken away your sins. So can you picture God holding you in his hand and saying you're like a treasure to him, a treasured possession. It's not a treasure that you in any way could say you would have earned, but he's made you a treasure by his son who's made you his own. You know, some people get confused with this next part. It says, the Lord delights in you and your land will be married. For just as a young man marries a virgin, your sons will marry you. And just as a bridegroom rejoices over a bride, your God will rejoice over you. Now, that picture seems a little bit odd, a son marrying Jerusalem herself. The footnote will indicate that the word for sons could also mean builder in Hebrew. So your builder will marry you. Your God will rejoice over you. That we know is true and makes sense. But also the, the metaphor mixture here of sons marrying the city that gave birth to them is a picture of those who would join the church. 
Both can really fit. Those who see what has happened through Christ and the delight that God has brought to his kingdom, the forgiveness of sins, eternal life, the promise of an eternal wedding feast, people will join the church and they will be brought into the church and they will be forever joined with Christ. But also the other is true. Your builder will marry you. Christ is the groom, the church is the bride, and he has betrothed himself forever. All this is the working of our God. Just as he would temporarily restore Jerusalem, he foreshadowed how he would forever restore those who trust in him, the holy city, the heavenly Jerusalem, his bride. Can you picture yourself now, the excitement of your God? who's betrothed himself to you. You know, there was a, a place in the world, Chernobyl, where people were evacuated and moved out and so many lives were displaced because of the danger of the radiation. It basically became desolate. And people look on that land as not safe. That's because of the curse of sin. This world is cursed by sin and God should look on us and every part of this world as a contaminant and say, I'm not going to marry you. But in unearned grace, God has a plan for this world and for you. God's plan is that through his son, he would redeem this world from the depths of sin, that his son would cleanse this world and the price would be paid so that you and I would be bought back from death, not abandoned, not desolate, but a delight in the hand of the Lord. And when the Son of God comes again in glory, there we will have the consummation as he takes his bride, the church, into the eternal feast of heaven. See, all this is a picture. The prophecy of Isaiah is a picture. The metaphor of Christ and the church being a bride and a groom is a picture. If you've ever been married, you understand this picture. It's a great blessing. And this perfect marriage will last forever. So we see God's plan revealed, his plan revealed through his son to take what was desolate, to take what was abandoned, to take what was rejected, and to cause it to be a delight and to bring delight to his people forever. It's yours as you trust in him. Amen.